Welcome to Sufficiently Black, the podcast that explores what it means to be comfortable in your blackness. I am Janae, here with... Kia. Woo-woo. Amari, our lovely baby duck. She's not a duck. She's not a duck. If Amari was an animal, what would she be? That's a question. Oh. Maybe a duck could be right. I don't know. I don't. I could see her as a really cute duck with glasses. I can see her. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You were gonna say glasses. Duck with glasses or rabbit. It's giving Uh, rabbit. A rabbit. It's giving rabbit. She's giving rabbit. I think duck with glasses. What animal am I? You're like a cheetah. Yes, that was good, Kia. That was the first thing that popped in my head, Cheetah. That was good. What about me? Okay, I got to do you too. I'm feeling the cat family too. I'm feeling like a lady lion. I can fuck with a lady lion. Lady lions are cute, okay? <laughs> like, the female lion, one of the prettiest creatures alive. I agree, I agree. Amari's going to be so mad. <laughs> Amari's going to be like, oh, so you guys gave yourselves... The cat family. We can, we can ask her what she what she we'll, would like to be next yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll ask her what she would like to be. We will. We will. Fun um, fact: um, hmm. my first date with, you know, the boo thing. Mm-hmm. I asked, "What what is your spirit animal?" And I said, "Mine's a panda," because I feel like mine is a panda. Oh yeah, I forgot you really like pandas. I do because I feel like they're like you know they're they're yin and yang. They're black and white. They're like, they could fuck you up because they're a bear, but they're, like, really nice, too. So it's, like, I am nice, but if you if you want to do some shit, you know, I have the ability. So that's why I feel like I'm the panda bear. Wait, two but, things before pan- – two things about panda bears before you dive into yeah. your story. Aside, on an aside. One, panda bears are really horny, and it's kind of weird. Two, they are. there is this show called Beastars. It's an anime on Netflix, and there's a panda character in it, and he be fucking people up. He's a hard really? panda. It's really cool. Beastars is a good show. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I have to watch it for pandas. Okay, continue. Um, but no, it's a really short story. So yeah, I was like, what, what's your spirit animal? Mine's a panda. He goes, mine's a rat. And I... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, no, I think... No, I, he didn't understand spirit animal. He thought I meant, like, what's your Chinese... Uh, you know, the Chinese oh. New Year animal. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I was just funny. like, I was just staring at him, like, "Are you sure your answer's right?" <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first day I'm like, uh, "Oh my god!" But I always thought it was funny because he thought that's what spirit animal meant. Wait, oh, do you know god. your Chinese zodiac? Mine's dog. You're the dog. 1984. Oh, yo, I keep on forgetting we were born in the same year. I be thinking you're 95. Oh, no, we are born the same. Yep, yeah. You were born the beginning. I was born the end. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're the dog. We're the same. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've got social media. Follow us on them at Sufficiently BLK, I think. BLK. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on the YouTube. We have a Discord that we need to show more love to, and so do you. Um, other than that... What's new? What's going on with you, Kia? Okay, two quick things. One, yeah. uh, Jake reminded me that I forgot to talk about the Game of Thrones podcast last episode. Talk about we the talked Game about of Thrones our podcast. Guys, yeah. guys, I've been working on the Game of Thrones podcast, official mm-hmm. Game of Thrones podcast. Her name is in the credits, y'all. At oh the God, end. Guys. At the end. <laughs> Wait till the end. At the end. 
they say supervising producer Nakia motherfucking Swinton. <laughs> and that's the number one podcast in the goddamn nation. My mom is a huge thorny. I'm sorry. I took this. No, from no, no. Nikia. Keep I'm going. Sorry. Keep going. I'm sorry. I love when people hype me up. My mom is a huge throny and it's so cute. She's like becoming more of a throny as time goes on. And after like the first or second episode of House of Dragons, she calls me and she's like, Janae, I was listening to the Game of Thrones podcast. And guess whose name I heard at the end? Is it right? Is that Nakia Swinton? And I was like, yeah, that's Kia. She works on that podcast. She was like, oh, my God, go ahead, girl. I got to meet Kia. I got to talk to her one day. So, yeah, yeah, I do have to meet your mom. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like I know her so well, even though I never met her. <laughs> but I, I just love her Facebook posts. I know. Um, yeah, it's been really exciting. We were talking about last last episode, like, time frames. It's so funny because, like, last summer, beginning of last summer, I was fully unemployed mm-hmm. until, like, a year later working on the Game of Thrones podcast, which is, like, crazy. When I think about it, I'm like, holy shit, a lot can happen in a year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, guys, if you're a Game of Thrones fan or House of the Dragon Listen to the official Game of Thrones House of the Dragon podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We did hit number one after the first the premiere episode, which was really exciting in all categories on Apple Podcasts, which I never in a million years would have thought it would have done. But yeah, it's been a really fun show. Got to meet a lot of the cast and crew virtually, of course. Um, and it's it's definitely challenged me to like be a better producer. Mm-hmm. So it's been a good show, and I hope you guys... Um, like the actual TV show, too. It's been fun. Is Sir Kristen Cole as sexy and nice as he seemed on the episode? He actually is really nice. And mm. you, at the first you think, like, oh, he's hot as fuck. He's going to be a douchebag. He's yeah. actually probably one of the nicest people we've interviewed. <sighs> he's so hot. He's hot as he's fuck. Hot. He's hot. He's I'm hot. just like, oh, this is so rude. He's one of those people you're like, that's just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I typically only feel that way about my boys in K-pop, a.k.a. Park Jimin. But I will say, Sir Kristen Cole, I look at him and I'm like, damn. Damn. He's, he's, but he's also my least favorite character on the show. Oh, he's a bitch nowadays. He's a he bitch-ass bitch. nigga. He's a bitch-ass nigga. Listen, if you're mad about spoilers, get over yourself. You have yeah, a lot of time to lot. watch these episodes. If you don't watch them, then cry about it spoiler alert ahead the way he acted in this last episode the way he acted in this this last episode so this episode was the first episode of the 10-year time jump Uh, okay okay, so we're being reintroduced to new people and we're seeing that him and allison are like butt buddies and it's crazy because allison didn't like irk me at first i really really felt bad for allison and now in this episode i just feel like she's kind of wilding like she's bullying her children the same way her father did her Mm -hmm. she's got this weird alliance with sir Kristen cold where they just like bitch about rhaenyra hella toxic then her relationship with laris like yeah I mean, now he's full on, like, kind of blackmailing you, kind of, sort of. Like, I don't know. Allison, I'm so excited for you guys to see this week's episode. It's I think it's I'm the best too. one. And actually, just one more thing on Game of Thrones. I was listening to the podcast, and the director guy. He, Miguel. Yes. He raised such an interesting point that I didn't see, where he was talking about Rhaenyra and Allison's relationship and how Allison's got like a little bit of unrequited love there. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did not put that together. 
I thought that they were just besties and I thought any play at them having more than a friendship was just kind of like gassing it. Like I was like, it's gassing. It's not going in that direction. Um, Yeah. I don't know if it was like originally in the books intended that way, but the author does work on the show, but Miguel and the two young actresses who play Allison and Millie, they all have talked about that. And the one that plays Allison is actually queer in real life. So she talks about that a lot, how she likes that part of the storyline. But yeah, it's kind of like this is your first friend and you just don't know how to distinguish between like love and friendship quite yet. Um, Yeah. And I kind of like that framing because it makes sense as to why Allison is so mad and feels so betrayed and kind of lets this grudge fester for a decade. Because I will say that when I watched the episode before listening to that episode of the podcast and kind of getting that insight, I was like, she's acting crazy for no reason. Yes, Rhaenyra lied to you, but why would Rhaenyra tell you the truth when you're married to her husband? You're the op. So it was kind of like she's acting extra for no reason, but the, the crush element made it like, oh, only people who like fall in love can act that irrational, so... Yeah, and that's why you guys should listen to the podcast. It does give a lot of insight because usually does. I'm like, "What's happening?" And then until I like dive in and then I do stuff with the host and the interview, I'm like, "Oh, all this is making sense." Like, yeah, I will say, um, do you meet all of the kids in this episode? Yes, besides the last one that hasn't come yet that I know is going to come. That's a huge spoiler. I'm so sorry. No, it's not. Anyway. <laughs> no, but you see all of Allison's kids, right? Yep. You see all okay. Allison's three kids and then Rhaenyra's three kids. Pay attention to what Allison's daughter says. I wouldn't okay. have picked up on that. But pay okay. attention to what she says is all okay. I'm going to say. Because it will make – things will start to make more sense. Like, literally I watched something and it was like three hours later in bed and I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's okay. like something like that. But yeah, just pay attention because I'm like, we were we were recording and I was like, what? And then they're like, no, she says X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh shit, I just thought this bitch was mumbling, but like, no, she's actually saying something. Okay, I'll pay attention. They always have a character like that in Game of Thrones. That's like, that really tells you everything that's going to happen and happening, but they speak in this coded weird language, so you completely dismiss it. Yeah, I really think that that's a mark of good storytelling when there are all of these Easter eggs that you don't see unless you're paying attention. I love that. Yeah, and it also doesn't help that I I don't get to see previews or like for next like the for next week or preview. Like, mm. remember this happened, so it's hard to like keep up with that because I'm like, oh shit, I really have to pay attention to every single thing, mm. <laughs> and it's hard sometimes. But it's been fun. I'm really excited to see everyone's thoughts it's been fun going on twitter to see people's reaction but yeah i'd love to hear your thoughts after this sunday's episode okay all right we should move on i know you've got one more thing that you wanted to talk about too oh i just wanted to talk about the woman king really quick um that's the movie with viola davis yeah it's a really interesting movie um did you see it yeah i saw it this sunday um i'm going to see it this weekend so don't oh okay no i won't say anything i didn't i didn't really know much about it going in i just saw viola davis she looks great it's black people Mm -hmm. africa obviously it was a yes for me uh so i kind of went in blind but it's a really good story like i didn't know anything about the story it's a really good story it's a lot about history you know i'm a history buff um i know people are really upset about it 
or not really upset. Oh, can you tell me why I'm not really split? Oh, what's I'm not really aware of this. So basically, the tribe that the movie is based off of, which the tribe name escapes me, so I apologize, but they're an Amazonian tribe that was responsible or or partly responsible for selling black people into slavery. Um, So a lot of black people feel very split on this issue because they're like, we shouldn't be glamorizing this group of people that ultimately, you know, was partly responsible for like, the downfall of our people in a way um and even um Nupita Nyong'o she was oh Lupita Nyong wow Lupita huh she was originally cast alongside Viola Davis I think and she ended up turning the project down because she did an entire documentary about this group of women as well this group of women warriors um I saw a little bit on TikTok but I, I wasn't fully aware of that i will say one i do like how viola davis is center because i don't think we see a lot of older women in like Mm -hmm. main roles and i really loved how it was an older woman who's like the main role who's doing all the action and like fighting and stuff i thought that was really cool in terms of like that i don't know too much about this actual tribe but i will say it's like in the movie it's the tribe who works for the king and the king is kind of like into slave trade and they're trying they're the ones that are kind of like hey, we can't keep selling our people. We need to sell mm. things like shea butter instead and I stuff. See. And they also fight the men tribe. I don't know the name, but they fight the men tribe who's who's responsible for like captives and slavery and raped and stuff. And it is a little jarring to be like, because I do, I you know, racist white people are always like, well, you guys sold yourselves and just to be racist. If anyone mm. says that or if you know anyone that has said that or if you said that, you're actually fucking garbage but that's another yeah. topic i think we should um, give like a little bit more background for anyone who doesn't know how black people or african people were partly responsible for selling other african people into the slave that's trade. what they do in the in the movie i feel like and i haven't seen the movie so i don't know but i do know that the way African slavery and slavery in that time period was very very different than the slave trade that we know of today where people were when they were slaves they were indentured servants they were allowed to own land they did make money they were allowed to get married they were allowed to have freedoms that we have today they just had to like pay off a debt like it was more like being it was more like owing someone money and having to do work on their property in order to pay that money back and having that responsibility. So Africans originally sold other tribes into slavery thinking that it was going to be like that. They thought it was going to be indentured servitude, not the disgusting, vile slave trade that we know of today that has resulted in so much pain it's also like white people coming to a country and like trying to con- like convincing you to do that, you know, yeah. too. So that's like part of it as well. And I do yeah. think they do a good job of like showing those interactions of like the white people working with and against certain um black people. Mm-hmm. Um they have one guy who's like dad was white and mom was like a slave. Um so I thought it was interesting. Like I I like I personally haven't I don't watch too many slave movies. I haven't seen anything like this, and it didn't feel like a full-on slave movie. It felt like very a lot of action and storytelling on top of telling a historical story. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I learned a lot. I thought it was pretty interesting. And I also wanted to bring up the fact that I feel like I, w- I want to see like how many white women have seen this movie because I feel like it's it, zero. It felt, yeah, but it felt very like like I only feel feminism when it's like black women. So this felt very like feminist to me mm-hmm. to see like Viola Davis and like a, these strong black women like beating the shit out of people. Um, but I always wondered like where are the white feminists who are like preaching about things? Where are you guys? I feel like unfortunately this is one of those movies that was only marketed to black people. Really? For black people. Yeah. And I honestly I didn't think that originally. I thought we all knew about this movie. I thought that this movie was going to be just as talked about as like Black Panther. Maybe not just as talked about, but I thought it was going to be popular. And then I was talking to like I was in a, a meeting with like 20 of my coworkers. And I brought the movie up and I was saying, you know, I'm so excited to see this. And what's that other movie everyone's talking about? Something Darling. Oh, where Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. And I was I'm like, I'm excited for The Woman King. I'm excited for Don't Worry Darling. I'm excited for all these things. And then people are like, what's The Woman King? And I'm like, this is a meeting of 20 people and like only the one other black person in this meeting knows what The Woman King is. I was like, Is Damn. it that it's not marketed to white people or is it that white people choose not to engage with that? I feel like that could be a mixture mm. of both. Yeah, I, I think it could definitely be a mixture of both. But you think about the media as black people we consume, just like we were talking about your boyfriend's TikTok versus your TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. All the media that we consume is still split up that way. Not That's only true. is it, you know, conformed for your boyfriend as a black man, it's conformed for his white friend as a white man and yeah. a white woman and a black woman and an Asian woman, you know, like... That's true. They do that on like purpose. That. Yeah. Yeah. There was a good amount of white people in the theater, though. Really? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't all black people. Um, it was probably most black people, but there was a couple of like older white white people too. Hmm. Yeah. So I think like it's still good. Like it's still very heavily action. Like I would say, if like my head was turned thirty percent, because you know I can't. I'm a bitch. I can't yeah. handle anything. So it's it was a lot of action, a lot of fighting, a lot of if you're into that. So that's that's another thing to I'm be aware of. So excited to see it! I feel like I'm gonna be screaming. Oh, at yeah. I I feel like I'm gonna be whooping and hollering and just having a fun time because there's nothing more that I love to see than a woman being that bitch you know what i mean yeah let me know text me when you see it i will i will and i feel like i am a warrior queen like do you ever just imagine yourself like kicking ass yeah I do. all the time oh okay time. i'm not alone all in right. the middle of the work day yeah middle of the work day or like i'm listening to music walking down the street and I'm like, yeah yeah in or my imagine head. myself like being in a rock band oh a rock band yeah. Okay. I this morning. I, don't, I was listening to Pink. I'm like, yeah, I'm that bitch. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You don't wow. get that? Okay, just me. Just me. No, mine is like I imagine myself skateboarding or I imagine myself like Ooh, fighting someone or like, you know, just doing like badass shit or like yeah. I'm on a plane and I imagine like the plane's going down, but like oh, everyone geez. survives. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everyone survives. <laughs> like <laughs> everyone makes it through, but I'm like that bitch that like saves everyone. I've never, okay, I've never had that. No? I've never, no. Like I was, it depends on what I'm listening to. Like I was listening to WAP and I was just like imagining me doing a sexy dance. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to see the sexy dance. Kia. I haven't done it, but I was just in my head like, mm, mm, what I was supposed to get. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I feel like on that note, we should talk about the discussion that we're going to have today. I feel like on that note, now that we've had Speaking this Speaking of fully, what I was supposed to Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That has nothing to do with this episode, really. It has nothing at all. No, I mean, we're talking about maybe not sex, but dating. Dating and relationships. Basically. Shocker. (laughs) Shocker, right? Basically, me and Kiers invited two men that we trust onto this podcast to ask them our burning questions about, like, the way the man brain functions when it comes to dating and relationships and all of that great stuff so yeah, yeah. that's the episode yeah it's with with the homies janae's friend slash trainer rich mm-hmm. and one of my my best friends from college will mm-hmm. uh who i've known for like almost like 10 years now which is kind of crazy um will is we always chat every week about house of the dragon other stuff we watch uh dating shows together uh will's a homie it's always interesting to hear his perspective as a guy on certain things so yeah we just want to sit down uh ask questions we also ask some questions about like guys vulnerability Mm -hmm. um does height affect you know your dating ability what dating apps you're using what success rate dating interrelationally dating inside the diaspora we get a lot. We talk about a lot, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, really hope you enjoy it. And see, now that you talked up Will, I feel like I have to talk up Rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rich has been my trainer for like a year now. It's been like a solid year since September, um, I think. And I think when I met him, I was really in need of some male energy in my life. Um, and he's just been like a great friend, a great confidant, and also a great trainer who always pushes me past what I think my limits are um and he's also so 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 understanding and patient and great I feel like half of our training sessions I'm whining um (laughs) and he's like no we're gonna do this I'm like ah but yeah he's he's a great guy and it's been so fun to to work out with him and get to know him on a more personal level as like the homie around the way so yeah. Oh, that's great. I know you did say you wanted more guy friends, so I'm happy oh, this manifested for you. Oh, 100%. You know, I feel like you spend so much of your life saying, like, fuck them niggas. Fuck yeah. me. And then you meet a guy who you're, like, honestly friends with, and you enjoy his presence, and you're like, oh, they're not so bad. Not yeah. bad. They're not. They're just like us. They be hurting. They be happy. Mm-hmm. They be eating chips and watching shows, too. Although, yeah. I don't think Rich eats chips and watch shows. He, like... Like is he eats sea moss, yeah, he's diligent. That's good though. I mean, I can't do that, but kudos to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I struggle with it too. Hence, why I need a trainer to kick my ass two days a week. So, <laughs> anyway, let's get into the discussion. Hi guys, how's everyone feeling tonight? Um, we're so excited to have a conversation with two of our good friends, friends of the podcast and our friends in life joining us today are Rich and Will. Um, I was going to introduce you guys, but honestly, I'm just going to let you guys introduce yourselves. So Will, take it away. Okay, great. Uh, 
As Janae mentioned, I am a friend of the podcast. I've been listening since the beginning, huge, huge fan. Uh, one really interesting thing about being a listener to this podcast is that I've been friends with Kia for God knows how long. And uh, whenever you guys are having an interesting discussion that, I need, that I'm you know, uh, very interested or passionate about, I just send Kia a text or a, a call just so I can kind of chime my uh, two cents in. So uh, that's been fun, but it's great to actually officially be here. All right, Will, no, sorry, Rich, wow. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Well, hi, I'm Rich. I'm a friend of Janae's slash AKA her trainer. Um, I'm very honored for you ladies, you know, putting me on a podcast and bringing me along and valuing my opinion. Um, but definitely look up to you guys because, you know, aspiring to do some of the things that you guys are doing. It's definitely an inspiration and I love what you guys are doing. And I want you to keep doing it and striving for greatness. Wow, that was so sweet. Oh my God. Um, so for today's episode, we basically just want to have an honest conversation about love and dating, but we want to have like the male perspective. Y'all know sufficiently black, it's three women usually talking shit about love, dating, careers, work, all that great stuff. But we like rarely have a male's perspective. So we sat down and we were like, why not invite some of our good friends on to talk? Um, also, if you've noticed, Amari's not with us today, but she's with us in spirit. Our girl's just got a lot going on, so you guys will hear from her soon. Um, I'm going to dive right in and ask you guys a funny question that me and the girls always talk about. We always talk about this. But do you guys feel like height affects a guy's ability to date? Re okay, okay, hold on. What do you mean? Does height affect a guy' ability to date? Like, do you think that being under, like, okay, so as women, I definitely hear a lot of women who are like, "I can't date anyone that's under six two or six x y and z." That's always a a thing when you ask a woman, like, "What do you want a guy?" Typically, they say height. Um, when I was on dating apps, I could always tell, like someone was not tall because men always put the height in there because they know the girl is going to be like six two yeah swipe no matter what he looks like but if they don't have the height I'm like he's probably under six foot um so we were just wondering do you think that that affects your ability to like get either get more matches in real life online like does it do you think it affects your ability to get women uh I can start so for context, I am not the tallest person in the world. I am about uh, five, six, five, seven. Um, but in my dating life, I've never had a problem with it based on my height. Uh, one thing I can say is that uh, I sometimes think that maybe on dating apps, I might get more matches um, if I was taller, given that, you know, uh, society is very much uh, focused towards, you know, having six feet or over, or, you know, that's kind of like what girls typically want in, uh, you know, on these dating apps. However, in person, that's never been an issue. I've dated women of all types of heights, girls taller than me, shorter than me, my height doesn't really matter. I think it's all, all depends on your confidence level and just how you approach girls. You just, you know, I think that like for me, height is not something that I can control. So I don't really care about it. You know, if you care about it, whatever it is, what it is, you know, it's not for you, but you know, I don't know if that stopped me from getting dates and it hasn't stopped me from Love that answer, Will. Well, I guess you guys picked the two perfect guys for this question then, right? 
Um, but um, to not sugarcoat it, yes, I do think height does make a difference. From the standpoint of just, all right, we all look for like something like that first thing. So whenever you're walking in the room, you guys are going to automatically stay at the tallest person. It's just what it is. It, it's not even just about dating. It's just life. Thing. Height matters. You get me? But at the same time, you can have a person with height, but like he said, it, it all matters. It's just about the confidence level, the way you talk, the way you move. Cause there's a lot of like six, five bimbos. You get me? Like, so let I me mean, just be honest. There's a lot of insecure tall dudes. So it's just all about the confidence, but yes, height does matter, especially on dating sites. So. Yeah. And also the thing about it is that, okay. So a lot of girls say they want somebody who's six foot tall, but like how many girls actually know what six foot looks like? You know, you know what I mean? Like, Janae is six foot. So I guess she would. Okay. If you're out in a club in the wild, how many girls really know how, what six foot looks like? They don't, they can't just spot somebody out and be like, yeah, that guy's six foot. That guy's five eleven. That guy's like five ten. See, you know? this is always a harder question for me because I am tall and I do notice I have a really good friend, Alexis, who's also a friend of the pod. Um, she is homegirl is five foot on a good day. Um, and she and I were having a conversation about this because her wife, um, she's average height. She's like five, five. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was saying how her and Alexis met on a dating app. And she was saying how at first she thought Alexis was tall. And we were like, how did you think Alexis was tall? And she's like, I don't know. She just looked tall. And we were like going through Alexis's pictures on the dating app. And we were like, it's so obvious Alexis is not tall because in like said bathroom pick where her stomach is on the counter or where her hip is to the doorknob. And it's like people who are very short or very tall, we constantly clock those things because we just, I don't know, have to. But I feel like everyone else who is in like the middle doesn't pay attention to those things. The rest of us are like, you know, us tall people or short people are like, oh, 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 we know, we now, know. Can I, can I ask you a question? As a taller woman, mm -hmm. uh, do you feel some type of way that a lot of shorter girls are all going after tall guys? 100%, like yes. It's very frustrating. Um, I actually saw a TikTok about this where it was kind of like tall men like short women and short men like short women. So where does that leave? tall women. Um, and there's nothing that can be done about it. I mean, I'm the byproduct of a short woman and a tall man. My mom's 5'4", my dad's 6'4", and that's how I came to be. Um, it's frustrating, but it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. I just wish that there were more tall men that like tall women. But actually, I think tall men do like tall women. I just think there aren't a lot of tall women. Rich, you were going to say something. Short guys like tall women too. They do. They do. I was gonna I, say short women definitely say, like not, tall women. I don't had a couple of taller girls in my life, so I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> and I will say on the apps, the amount of men that I get that are between like five six and five nine is crazy. That's like the majority of my matches are just men that are shorter than me. So yeah, they out here. I also think proportions matter because somebody can be like, okay, five, seven, but ha like look tall based on how their proportions are. That's real. That's yeah. true. But I have, a, I, I have another question because I was thinking about this, right? So, uh, you know, I went to college 
um, starting in 2012 all the way through 2016, right? And like for me, as I mentioned, like height has never been a determining factor in my dating, uh, you know, like dating life. I mean, at least not I know of. If, if, if someone had an issue with it, they never brought it up to me. But one thing that I started noticing is that I feel like this focus on being six foot and over happened more after like I graduated college, like from 2016 really? onwards. I yeah, like that wasn't yes. like that yeah. wasn't really a thing before. I mean, I know a lot of girls were like, oh, at least have be my height or taller, but like specifically six foot and over, like and highlighting that wasn't really a thing. Really? Yeah, like I don't I, I agree don't with that. Remember that. And so we went I'm to the same college. <laughs> yeah. So I was about to say, where did you guys go? Did you guys we go went to we went to Montclair State in Jersey, but I will say like I guess on the opposite end of that, maybe it's also like a mixture of like, I feel like dating in college is so easy when you talk about when we went to college, because that was like before dating apps really skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was before, like, you could just get a date every week we went to a party, like, you know, we never had to use dating mm -hmm. apps or like have these preferences. Mm -hmm. And I also think like, not saying standards are lower, but you just don't care as much when you're younger too. So like, maybe that's a new age thing now, but I feel like when we were in college, like we didn't really give a shit about those type of things it was like who is fun and who is decent looking and that's who you went for versus after college I feel like that was like dating apps tend to be like the norm like the number one way you get dates you know 2016 after and I think with that you know it's easy to highlight everyone's like insecurities or like what they want so I feel like height comes into play with that too but I, I would agree mm. with that I don't know if, if you guys uh, had different college experiences though you know, that makes a lot of sense. That's never something I've noticed because once again, I'm tall. So for me, I've always been like, he needs to be six foot or taller. That's always for me been a thing. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't noticed that, but I do think that that's really interesting to say that dating apps play a part in that because dating apps are more popular now. I feel like in college, not everyone was on the apps. It was only a handful of people. And now everyone, are you guys on the apps? Yeah. Yeah. What apps are you guys on? Uh, Hinge, Coffee Meets Bagel. I somewhat like go on uh, Bumble every now and then, but like not really. But mostly Hinge and Coffee Meets Bagel. Will, are you open to sharing what apps you're on? I mean, what? Rich, why do I keep on doing that? Oh, Rich, wow. Um, I know. I, um, I'm only on, I was on Bumble and Black. I mean, like I can never do the Tinder and Plenty of Fish because I feel like everybody's like a catfish on there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like, I, let me not- Plenty, plenty of fish. I feel okay. like every dating app, and I'm gonna give you a true story, I feel like every dating app is 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 a catfish, right? It's I wanna hear your experience on Black, by the way. Black is, oh my gosh, Black is like absolutely the worst. Black is literally, <laughs> black is literally you're just selling, you're just selling OnlyFans, um, subscriptions, and and it, it's that's that's all Black is, like, I. It's it's the worst. Like I, I don't even like going on the website. I don't I don't even like doing the dating websites because I feel like I'll just do it like once and then it's like all right I'm, I'm over it like because it's just a waste of time. Bumble, Bumble is cool I guess. I think Bumble's a lot better when I leave New Jersey, New York. Mm -hmm. So like for instance, I was just in North Carolina and um, I like to go on Bumble. It, it's not even really just about like you know I just like to meet people so I like to find some dates so. Like I, I matched with like a couple of girls. I went out with this one girl and she looked totally different. Well, let me not say, I went out with two girls. One of the girls looked totally different than she did on the actual app, like a hundred percent. We have fun, it was cool, but it's just, it's just like, 
all the apps, you know, I get it. You you put your 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 best your best pitcher forward. You get me? Um, but it's just, and then also I'm on the I tried the Facebook dating one too. The Facebook oh. app. Yeah, the Facebook dating one is cool. But um I never did the hinge and I never I don't even I never even heard of the other ones. I'm actually really struggling on Bumble right now. I have all the apps, right? Um, and I like took a rest from them, wasn't using them. And then I just needed, I needed a little confidence boost. So I was like, let me try Bumble again. And every time I go on Bumble, I am severely disappointed because there's just like a lot of white men on Bumble. Yep. It's all the white people on Bumble. I want to hear the guy's experience on Bumble. Cause yeah, Yeah. that's that's my same thing. Every single time I'm on Bumble, they just give me a bunch of white sorority girls. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Every single time, it's. I mean, there might be like a black girl here, Hispanic girl here, but majority is like blonde white girls. I was depressed on Bumble. So it's all white men. I already know I'm not the target audience. I'm just not. I am like, okay, I'm going to shoot my shot. Yeah. I was, you know, doing the swiping thing, matching with people. And then I would message a guy and nothing. I was like, wow, this is how men feel, isn't it? This is how guys feel when you're on the apps and you're just shooting your shot, sending girls message. Because for the most part, when I'm on the apps, I don't message guys first, unless it's a guy that I'm like, oh my God, I want to have his babies like right now. For the most part, I'm like, I'm going to let him make the first move. But Bumble, I I felt so rejected. I was depressed. I was like, fuck this app. I'm getting off of it. I'm like, geez, is this how men feel when you guys constantly like shoot your shot and it does not work? It doesn't stick. It doesn't land. It's hard out here. <laughs> it's hard out here. I want to hear some pickup lines. So what's, what's the first opening line? Ooh, the first opening line. Like, what are we using? Uh, listen, I ain't going to hold you. I don't get no pickup lines. I just say your name. You say That's your it. name. I'm, I'm not even going to hold you. I, I swear. I just be like, okay, so like if I'm talk if 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 I match with you, Janae, I'm gonna just be like, it's either I'm gonna say Janae or I'm gonna say Janae like with the, the screaming emoji. I've gotten that a lot and I'm completely mm. fine with that. Yeah. I think Wait, it's funny when guys do that. So cool. You know what? No, no, no. I, I used to do this one thing about I, I seen this on uh I seen this on TikTok. It was this one dude, he go, gah, you fine. So you just say gah, you fine, and then put the heart, put like the heart emojis. <laughs> or just like the hard eye emojis, like go, like wow, you fine, like like damn. I feel like I would not answer that. You want to answer to that? It, it no. just depends on your. It just depends how you feeling that day, like yeah. right. I, I guess, yeah. But other than that's that, interesting. I, I don't got no pick on pick them yes. just. I would yeah, use I mean, emojis if I was on Bumble, like express yourself in three emojis. <laughs> Girl, I was okay. Doing that was a I was doing you know dives. Into these dudes' profiles to try to figure out a common thread. I was doing math to try to figure out a common ass thread to say something, coming up with a clever ass shit. I even told one guy he looked like he could be in Hufflepuff. I think he might have taken that as an insult, though. But I feel that's definitely an insult. I don't think anyone would like that. <laughs> oh, I come like on. I gotta show you lady pickup lines on here. Um, oh yeah, I want to hear. <laughs> oh, hey, I get, I get. Uh, here is this one. Good morning, handsome. I get uh, a good morning, handsome. Okay, okay, okay. I got, I, gotta, I got some crazy ones. I gotta, I gotta find. I got. Has find anyone them. fetishized you on these apps? Oh, as a black gosh. man. Oh, I want to hear about this. I don't know. What, I mean, I do wouldn't know what that's like on the other end, but. 
I haven't had I've that got... experience. But... Really? Yeah. I Child. Oh, you have okay. not had that I have experience. Not. I've had that experience in person tons of times. Not, not on the app. Wait, what are people saying in person? Because oh I gosh. don't. Like, they're like, do you have that Mendingo? They say shit like that. They be like, yo, I, I, like, I know it's big. Like, oh, oh I never God. tried to, like, you know, like, like I never tried a black guy before. Like, oh, my God. That's know. terrible. This, this one girl straight up <laughs> grabbed my junk one time. Straight up. That's assault. Yeah. Wow, that... But, you know, what am I going to do about it? But... <laughs> Tell that bitch to get away. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what to do. What do you do? Like, you're just right. like, you, you just ignore it and you're like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that what it? I, I was kind of weird. I'm, uh, I'm that's bold. That's bold. I'm not even going to hold you when it's crazy because when a girl is like over aggressive, it kind of like, you're like, whoa, like it kind of like, <laughs> you yeah. falling back like, whoa, like, <laughs> like when, like for instance, if a girl just just randomly just grab my jaw, I'm just like, wow, like, <laughs> like she's really about this life. It kind of like throws you off as a guy. Yeah, 100 And then it makes you think like, yo, how many other dudes you doing this to? What type of okay, <laughs> so what is like too aggressive and what's the perfect amount of aggressive? I Sometimes I feel like I may come off aggressive because if I see a guy that I think is attractive, I might be like, damn or just like make a face at him in public and then like ask him a random question is that too aggressive i wouldn't call that too aggressive i'd say that's assertive i like assertiveness mm -hmm. you know so i like when people when girls would come up to me and sh display their interest but like you know if you're coming on way too strong that's a little too much like you know have a conversation get to know me a little bit you know before you're really trying to Grab take me junk. to bed like exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you come off like yo, I'm trying to fuck right now. That that's a little like okay, I don't even I don't even know your name. Like hold up, like you know? yeah, but, that's much. I was gonna say okay, it's almost like in in reference to like okay, a guy being a creep, right? A guy's only a creep to you if you don't like him because guys say the same. This guys will say the same pickup line. The guy you don't like will say the same pickup line as the guy you do like. But if 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 you don't like that guy and he says that you you're not gonna take it. But the other guy you're gonna oh I like that. So it's the same way for a guy uh, for for us. So if I'm not feeling that girl, if I'm feeling that girl, she come off aggressive to me. Oh come here, like come here, baby. But what if, if she I, grabs her junk? Like, like, oh. <laughs> if she Ooh, grabs your junk and she looks like if she grabs my junk and and, and and I like her, we're probably going back to my room. Like, <laughs> Not even come out and be on be honey. He said, say less. But if I'm not feeling you, like, like, wow, like, for real. Okay. It's just all on your your affection to that person, like how you feel about that person. Okay, I have another question. Why, and this is something that I have been experiencing, and a lot of my friends have been my single friends because Kia is off the market, whatever. Anyway, why do men go out of their way to start a conversation with you and then fall off or not follow up? A conversation in person or through text? In person, in person. I'll, I'll give you an example. Lately, I have been encountering, like I've just been out and about living my life, whatever, more recently, I was at um, a press event in Florida and the entire time I'm going about my day, living my life, whatever. This guy in the press group, he randomly starts a conversation with me. We're going to haunted houses and I don't like haunted houses. So I'm being extra as hell. 
And then he starts a conversation with me. He's like, oh, you're doing well for the rest of the night. He's staying close to me in the group. He's asking me all of these questions, personal questions about myself, my life. He seems very interested. Um, and my friend was with me and she was like, yeah, I noticed him kind of looming around you. He seemed interested in you, but he didn't talk to you. But when he finally did talk to you, I thought, oh, great. He's finally like making his move. Um, we were texting, we exchanged contacts. So we were texting um, like that night and the next day. And then at the end of the press trip, he just kind of ghosts. Like we go to the airport together and everything. And then it's just never anything again. And it's like, I, I find myself in situations and a lot of my friends too, find themselves in situations where they're out and about, living their life, going to events or bars, clubs, meet a guy, he seems very interested. They even exchange Instagram contact. They talk for a finite amount of time and then the guy just falls off, ghosts. Okay, so what I would say about that scenario is that, I mean, I'm just speaking from my, my you know, mm -hmm. perspective. So I think that he was probably doing that to multiple people and just seeing which one he liked the best. God. You know, so because a lot of guys, they go out, they play the field, they see what, you know, what it's looking like, see who get, whose number they can get, and then talk to multiple girls at the same time, and then see which one they're feeling the best, you know. Yeah, after that. Beans, bro. Hmm? You out here spilling the beans. <laughs> but why? And I'm trying to think, do women do that? Do yes. women definitely do this? No, <laughs> I don't. I what? Don't do what? that. You guys do it more than us. You know no, that, that's a lie. Know, but look, but look, that I, I, the term the hotation. What are you talking about? Like that came from a woman. I, I look, look, it's also like this too. It's like a it's like a, a, a give or take, right? So Maybe he put himself out there and then like he fell back to see what you would do. You get me? Like, you know, like, you know, I, I, not, not just men, not just women, I'm, all of us, like we're, we're kind of like passive aggressive at times. We'll put ourselves out there and then we'll, we'll, we'll pull back and then we'll, we'll go again and then we'll pull back. So maybe he wanted to, maybe he wanted to see where you was at. I mean, I, I definitely agree with Will 100%. He probably could have been playing the field, but he probably could have seen what you were going to do too. Kia, do you have, did you have a hotation? I know when you were actively trying to date, maybe, but just like walking outside, would you go out with the, mm, I'm going to see, I'm going to see, I'm going to see if I could get this guy's number, if I can get this guy's Instagram. Like, did you do oh, that? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, and that's I, I, I don't saying. know if I'm biased though, because I, I barely do anything, but I definitely was not, you know, I, it's really rare that I would go up to a guy in public. And if I would, it would be someone I'm like really interested in, not just to be like, I want to get his digits for fun. But even like, if, okay, okay. So we know women don't typically get the number, do that stuff. It's usually men that initiate that. If you're talking to one guy, Kia, would you be like, let me see what else is out there. Let me play the field. And like, if I'm interested in another guy and if another guy asks for my number, I'll entertain it and see what happens. I only started doing that like this year. Mm -hmm. And that's because like, usually I'm like, I'm like a serial 
like one one person like yeah all my 20s it's been like I meet one guy I'm like that's it this is what I'm focusing on that's how I am that's how I am the only reason I started not doing that is I was like okay clearly I'm doing something wrong clearly Mm. it's not working out I need to switch it up and then my friend told me her therapist also told her like you should play the field because you have like somewhat of an anxious attachment style and that helps with your anxiousness so I was like okay maybe let's do that um but I also say that's luck too because I feel like it's rare that you're feeling two guys at once just because men are kind of stupid no shade but like it's really rare that I'm like into two like that's that's a miracle and that's another thing my white friends they are like oh I'm talking to five guys right now oh yeah the white girls yeah that's that's they they have opportunity abound opportunity abound same thing with Hispanic women opportunity abound but I'm like normally I'm talking to one guy and if other guys come in and out they fucked up they dropped the ball whatever they're done hold on let me let me hop up in there oh hop up rich hold on hold on on. okay so let's let's really let's really clarify this first of all you guys are like part of like the 10 percent of women because there are women that like will only just talk to one guy Mm -hmm. but see now i think you're not understanding where we say you might be talking to one guy but you still got four other guys lingering. But it might not be at the same stage of that one guy. So when you said it's not rare, it's rare that I'm feeling two guys at the same time. Yeah, that's right. You might not because there might be one that you want to get on his shit. And then there's just like a couple others that's, hey, texting you good morning every once in a while or checking in on you. Because we got the same shit. Like I'll be talking to one, but then I'll have a couple of others like just checking in on me, but I'm not really feeling them. I mean, I'm feeling them, but I'm not feeling them like how I'm feeling that one girl. And then to, 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 to bring it back to your point, I think, especially, in, like I said, Jay, we always have this talk. Yeah. Like this time, like just the time period in the end, it's like you have to talk to multiple people. It's so sad. It's because for you to be feeling that one person, it'll take over everything. And then you got to like, be able to like pull back. You gotta be able to like, let them know like, yeah, like I, I still at the end of the day have options. You know what I mean? For, for it to work. And I hate to say that. I really hate to say that. Oh, that's but, so sad. Like, I know you're, I know you're right, but I know like, I, sad. I don't like personally me, like I, I'm, I, I don't have the time <laughs> to be talking to multiple women. Like I, I got shit to do, you feel me? I got, yeah. I got a business to run. I got my life to take care of. To, for me to be sending like six, good morning, beautiful, good morning. I'm not about to, I'm not trying to do that. And I feel like that's why I'm single 90% of the time because I'm like, I don't have the time or the energy to talk to multiple men. That's a full-time job. How do people do that? You have How to really commit it? to it. I will say like when I first uh, like moved back to Georgia City and I was like, I literally had to get my friend to be like an accountability partner around this. Like, you have to force me to be on the apps. You have to force me to go on dates. Cause I, I know myself, I'm not going to do it. I haven't done it for five years, but I was just like, I would dedicate like 30 minutes each day. And I would be like, I have to go on a date once a week. Like it really was a full-time job. And I like, I had to do that. I'm not even joking. Like if I didn't do that, I, I, yeah, that was, yeah. But it really is like, you really have to treat it like that. Like you know, you, you want something, you got to like dedicate time. I'm not saying do it like that shouldn't be your whole like personality and like, you know, what you're doing in your spare time, but you do have to dedicate it. If you, if you really want something. I'm all for organic connections though. I love the organic connection. Oh, I love that too. But I, yeah. I also understand that we live in 2022 and like majority of people are on apps. So like, that's my best 
you know, option. Mm-hmm. But I did meet people like in person too. And like, we would go out and stuff, you know. I'm Donna Green. And I'm Jonathan Stokes. And this is Now We Know. The monthly podcast where we unpack and repack our Black history as you relate it to the world of today. What didn't we learn? What do we want to learn? What do we need to revisit to establish the historical truth and not just what we were taught? We're here to learn and grow together as a community with the intention of bringing awareness to better our futures. Brought to you from the lens and life experiences of two millennials. A queer, Catholic-raised Black man. And a straight, spiritual, divorcee, single-parent Black woman. Now We Know is brought to you wherever you get your podcasts. A part of me feels like everyone's going to get burnt out by the apps and then it's going to go back to in-person meetings. Honestly, I feel like we're kind of there. I've noticed that every time I go outside nowadays, I'm getting hit on. And the guys I'm getting hit on just keep on getting better and better. Do they follow through? Typically, no. However, <laughs> it's getting it's getting better. Whereas for, a, I feel like a very long time in my 20s, it was like a ghost town. And now I'm kind of like, okay, I step outside and a guy's talking to me and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> doing good today. So I, it's a numbers game. And I do think people are getting really, really burnt out by the apps, really burnt out. Speaking of which, uh, one thing that I noticed when going out recently is that like, you know, no shade on women, but I feel like a lot of you guys don't know, like, like don't know how to interact with men anymore. Okay, like, yeah, let's talk well. about it. Let's talk like, about it. Or like you don't know how to flirt correctly anymore. I don't how know. so? Give us I an example, to, I, please. Okay, so I went, to, I went to this, like, it was like a rave or like a party, um, maybe a couple months ago, I went out with, with one of my friends, right? And like, there was this girl who like, she literally would just come up and just stand right next to me. Wouldn't talk to me, wouldn't even look in my direction, just stand there, right? Now, or like just float around me, just be like, I'd be chilling or whatever. I'd turn around, she's right there. And I'm like, are, is she trying to flirt? Like, is she trying to, like, what is this? I didn't know how to af- operate with that. I'm like, are you trying to, do you want me to talk to you? What is going on? Cause like, you're not even facing me. You're literally just standing there. You're not doing anything. Your friends are out in the corner somewhere, you know, hooking up, getting drunk, whatever. But you're just chilling here, standing there. While I'm dancing with my friends, what's going on? Hey, well, you know what? Women don't know how to flirt. I, I think that's yeah. Women don't. Women women flirt. It, it's just putting just putting themselves in the area. Like like that's it. That's it. It's it's all to their way of flirting. Is it's all for us to make a move. But yeah, she's setting it up. Hold on, Will. And let me just stop. We under six foot, so it's different, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm quite, I got, listen, one of my boys is six five, and I swear to God, he don't know how to, he my man, and I tell him all the time, I, I told him, if he was under six foot, you probably get no females, because he don't work for nothing. Mm. Like, we, like, he don't work for nothing. Facts. I swear Facts. women come to him all the time. But, like, for instance, he don't chase, he won't chase. So, like, like, for if she's not like once they once they come up to him, you know, they talk to him, blah, blah, blah. And he makes it seem like he bagged her or whatever, but like he's not gonna do no extra effort to like get anywhere. And if if he don't like get, if he don't like have sex with her or something, then he's like, oh, I don't care. It wasn't me, it was her. But he don't really do nothing else. Men, men <laughs> above six so two. Six, yeah, it's different, bro. It's just a different world. I I watched, I've seen it in my own eyes. Like, but see, here is what women are taught. Women are taught that 
it's supposed to be the man's duty to show his interest, right? So we're like, I'm going to put myself in your area, make eye contact, look down and smile at you, whatever. So you see, I'm giving you signs and then it's your job to come up and, you know, I'm I'm throwing you the ball. You're supposed to do the layup thing. And it's so confusing nowadays because you've got one side of humanity slash the internet and all these conversations happening. And I guess we can specifically say between black men and black women, because that's what I care about saying that men are supposed to lead. So let men lead. And then you've got another side saying everyone should basically do what they want to do. And then you have another side of men saying, I'm tired. Feminism, do what you want. And I'm just kind of like, oh, no. I do want to hear Will and Rich's perspective because we have this on our timeline of like, wait, maybe Janae take it off. No, no, you had him here. We were talking about like the Andrew Tates and the Joe Rogans and Mm -hmm. the Kevin Samuels. Like, what's your opinion on that type of like, it seems like there's a very toxic feed and I do say like yo TikTok's crazy but like I feel like me and Janae's TikToks are probably the same it's a lot of probably like men ain't shit but when I go to my boyfriend's TikTok it's like it's really scary because it's like Andrew Tate stuff and like how to be toxic to women I'm just like it's like gaslight her gaslight her and we're like what the I'm like, what? what kind of shit is this? This is what this marketing to him. But yeah, I would like to hear your guys' perspective on like, where is this newfound like social media with like toxicity? I guess. I feel like it's all about outrage, uh, clicks, views. You know, not to say that Andrew Tate doesn't believe all the shit he says. He probably does. You know, but I feel like someone like Andrew Tate can go on a podcast, start talking out their ass, and get millions of views. Why? Because people think it's controversial, right? And controversy breeds popularity. So, like, for me, like, same thing with Kevin Samuels. I didn't know who the fuck Kevin Samuels or Andrew Tate were until people started complaining about them or people started stitching their videos like, oh, like, fuck this Andrew Tate guy or fucking, I, I didn't know. Almost, that never showed up in my feed. And now I'm hearing all about them. And I can guarantee you it's like that for multiple different people. Do you think men agree with these guys or that's just, like, who's... Uh, some some do. I think that I think that some Uh-oh, do. Rich. and. and and uh, some of those, I don't at all, but I think that some of the guys that do are one, either young, like in high school, very impressionable, um, or two, have no luck with women, or three, have no women friends at all, like, you know, don't really interact with women. So their only interaction is getting scorned by women because they have no game, or they don't know how to dress, they don't know how to act, so they think, oh, yeah, I have to be the alpha man, women are below us, blah, 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 stuff, shit like that, right? Because it just, it's confirmation bias, it feeds into the feelings that they already have, you know? Mm. and. You know, now they see somebody like Andrew Tate, like, oh, he's buff and, you know, from, from their perspective, attractive or whatever, successful. And I need to be just like that to become successful because this is a dog eat dog world and women only like guys like that, which mm, isn't very true. Very incel mentality. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Rich. 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 Lay it down. Lay it down. Now, obviously, I have a bunch of female clients. I got female friends. Okay. It's so. Let's, I'm gonna start with Tate and then I'm gonna get to Sam. Tate, um, he's, he's an asshole, you get me? Um, before, I wanna put this in perspective because it's like two classes of women, okay? So when there's the class of women 
that are good women. And then there's a class of women that ain't shit. Andrew Tate is, 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 a, is he's an asshole. I do agree with Will, he's an asshole. Okay, I, 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 his delivery and how he, always, how he talks and everything, he, he's, he's kind of outrageous when he like, like, like that. And it all comes back to the two classes of women. Because as you, as you two are, as women, as black women, you can agree that there are some women that really ain't shit. I'm not gonna lie. That's like, so hard for no, me no, to like, say. Okay, and then I'm, 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 I'm not, like I said, I love women, you get me? I'm cool. But there are, just like this, this, like, just like you can honestly say there's some men that ain't shit. There are a lot of women that ain't shit. So when it comes from Kevin Samuels' perspective, because I listened to him a couple times, a lot of women would ask Kevin Samuels questions. They would take that beating from him. Like, and then Kevin Samuels' standpoint comes from a lot of women that are older. So a lot of women ask Kevin Samuels about questions about just like, um, like uh, I guess about value and worth and where they're at. So like now they want a guy that's like, that guy that they shitted on way back when, who's now successful and got all this, you know, career and everything. Now they want him to be the savior. And that was what Kevin Sam said. Kevin Wait, Sam- how many percentage of women do you think fall in that category? Like, like I said, I don't, because you guys, there's so much women in this world. I, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. Do you think it's at least half women or like less listen, than half? Listen, I, I don't know because like I said, me personally, any girl that I talk to, I feel like I don't, I don't, I don't just go after any type of girl. You feel me? Like I'm not about to like, like just, just for instance, I'm not just about to fuck any girl. Cause I don't like just sharing my, my energy with anybody. Like, you feel me? Like, I don't, I'm, that's just me. So I'm not, I don't just look for a quick nut. It's not that serious to me. You feel me? Like I've never been that type of person. Like I, 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 I really do cherish my energy. You get me? Like I've turned down a lot of pussy just to be honest. It's <laughs> not, it's not, really, it's not really like, it's sometimes it's just not worth it. You feel me? So for that type of girl, I, I probably never really came across that. Like, you like, there's a lot of gold digging women in this world. Just like there's a lot of ain't shit men. It's just what it is. So from Kevin Samuel's standpoint, that's who he was talking to. But it's just his delivery. And it's like, because he was talking to that girl, all women feel like they're grouped in that category. And that was the misconception about Kevin Samuel. He wasn't shit. Don't get me wrong. He talked, he talked, but a lot of women tuned into him and they would ask him questions and take a beating. It's like, you, you're you asking for like, I, I swear, I was watching one episode and cause it, I'm on Facebook and he used to pop up and I'm watching one episode and, and this lady's like, well, I got three kids and and this and that. And um, I work some type of job, but I want this type of guy. And he's just getting on her. Well, how do you expect to have this type of guy? What do you bring it to the table? Blah, 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 blah. So that was like, Kevin Samuel, but it's just when you're saying the women, the type of woman he's talking to is like a certain type of woman. I think it's interesting because like me and Janae always say this, and maybe we're biased, but like we don't know slash hang out with women who would like fall in that category. And that's where I always struggle. One thing about Kevin Samuels is I know he would shit on men too. He would shit, he would shit on men too. But anyway. 
that's the thing that I struggle with because you go, the conversation on the internet between like black men and women is like black women are gold diggers or, or women are gold diggers and they only want this and they only want that. And I'm like, I don't know any black women like that. All the black women that I know are only asking for what they can provide. They're only asking to break even in a relationship. But I will say, I do think that like, guys can always like shoot out of their lead look wise and they're not they're typically they're not looking for the woman to bring you that much besides looks like a lot of famous guys like when they just date the model it's not like these models have like you know larger career aspirations or bringing more money it's just like a lot of times like a girl can literally be homeless look like kim kardashian and a lot of guys will pick her up and wipe her like let's just be real so I just feel like that's like when it's confusing when Kevin Sam's like what are you bringing to tape to the table because like to be honest men don't really value a lot at the table besides looks they're not really valuing like your income or your career but but again um a lot of the girls that he's speaking to are like middle-aged you know older women so at that point looks are kind of deteriorating you know so he's probably talking to them like okay well your looks aren't really there anymore. What else can you provide if you have three kids? You're, you know, okay. unmarried. Oh, can you, like, I mean, be honest. Okay, okay. I can see that. That's that's that's, that's Kevin Samuels' point. So that's what Tate. I'm telling you, Tate. He's he he he's like he ain't shit. I think what Will said was spot on about the Andrew Tates where like they are really just or like the Fresh and Fit podcast like they're just literally talking to really young and impressionable impressionable men that's their audience just guys who got bullied in high school they glow up a half a step in college and now they're like fuck bitches get money i'm sick of the girls who used to bully me back but in the it's day. really I'm scary angry. because what does those same young women have to interact with those men and i don't think we i don't think we're going to see the effect of that until a couple of years because like those still incel men like half are forced to be in a society with young women who like you know have to worry about these like guys saying like this crazy shit to them or like thinking like these crazy things so i think it's just a little like i'm happy he got banned because i was like uh yeah even our parents' generation, I mean, every, all of our families have some deep dysfunction in them where you have an auntie who stayed too long and an uncle who ain't shit and had a whole bunch of kids on her. Yeah. Like we all have that. And I just feel, I, I personally, and once again, Rich, we've talked about this. I feel like the tension in our generation is really coming from the fact that women are standing up for themselves more and they're tired of it. And men who are the group that is traditionally always in power aren't used to this power dynamic shift of women having more autonomy and being able to say, no, I'm not standing for this anymore. And this isn't all men. It's not all women. I'm not saying that all men ain't shit. That's not how I feel. I just think that a lot of men are not used to being treated the way they have traditionally treated women. I think they never had to be taught that either though, because I feel like when you think about women, it's like you were like our generation, like you, you were taught, like you have to work, you know, a crazy amount to get, like you have a, 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 like race against you, you have gender against, you have to work X, Y, and Z, where I feel like men, it's like, they're not really taught at a young age to like do that because it's, it's, it was never an issue in the past. Like, so now it's like, if I agree with that. In terms of like dating, like, oh, I'm, ter- uh, I'm talking about dating and working. 
Well, dating and working, I feel like a lot of men had already had an upper hand in the corporate, at least in the corporate mm-hmm. environment. You already had a one up as a, as a gen, maybe your race, that's different. But I'm talking black women have race and gender against somewhere. At yeah. least men had a gender working in their favor. And at least men had like better, like, you know, options in terms of dating or like, you know. Okay. I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Men had, especially in the corporate world, that we have a better spots in terms of our gender at least as black men mainly because i feel like the combination of being a black man like kind of makes us lower in that tier like if you look at all of the executives in high level positions they're all white men or white women you know mm-hmm. so i don't I guess it depends on the industry though because i mean and me and janae talk about this all the time where we worked at vice and like it was very well like appreciated that you were a black man versus like the black man experience and the black woman experiences are like two completely different things where like Mm -hmm. we've had to literally like I'm talking about work on the weekends beg people to even look at a pitch and then guys they would just be like I'm black and I want to talk about smoking weed like and they they'd be like yeah give them a show on vice land no that really was it that's how it (laughs) yeah I guess I agree with that I think it's more nuanced and depends on the space you're in I I think it's a nuanced conversation because even with black men in in corporate America, I feel like there's an idea of the safe black man and there's an idea of the scary black man. The safe black man who, you know, might be more quiet, more demure, lazy, lax, or even in the LGBTQ community, white people like him and they flock to him and they want to give him more opportunities where the scary black man might be like that more monolithic traditional idea of a black man and he might get less opportunities i feel like it's just a very nuanced conversation i also i also feel like okay let's say you are the safe black man in uh corporate america and you happen to move up the ladder in some space Mm -hmm. i think that because you know they would only allow a limited amount of black men in that space if another person is in that um, is coming up the ladder it feels like there's a competition there yeah you know I, I do get that but I also feel like it's like at least they even get a spot on the ladder yeah I feel like the number of black women executives that's gonna be like almost none it's like you know you're too, like the white man at the top which most of them are they're either gonna pick someone that relates to them in terms of race white women or they're gonna pick someone that relates to them in gender black women don't have anything to connect to the yeah. white executive for them to give you an option yeah. like it's just like yeah. And that's, that's where this conversation gets so like important to keep an open mind and to kind of stay flexible because when you're looking at kind of like a pundit square of the way things work out, like Kia was saying, white men are at the top of society where black women are at the bottom because we have nothing to relate to. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I think things are so kind of disjointed between men and women in our community right now, because it's a lot of women becoming more aware of this thing that we've always kind of known, but just never talked about that black men are hella disadvantaged. Black men struggle, black men work hard, black men do what they have to do to get by. But underneath black men is black women. We're more disadvantaged. And I feel like we're just now starting to have these conversations and there's just a lot of growing pains. It's also been put in our face more because I feel like when you talk about the news, like every day I read the news or every day I'm on TikTok, it's like, a reminder that like your life is going to be hard because your race and gender and it's not like oh, I seek yeah. out this news it could be something as like 
a sleep study like black women get the worst sleep because blah 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 and it's like god damn black right? women have more heart attacks yeah you're like, gonna oh, up at 42 and you're just like i just wanted to fucking read the news like, or like you're gonna be single like all the dating statistics are like on the dating apps it's like black women are the lowest swiped black no women are you. lowest matched black women are the the least married and it's like it's like i just i literally just wanted to go uh, on a date i did not need the stats I, I didn't need it. It's just like always in your face, like, da, da, da. and you're like, I feel like when we have that, you're just like, well, where do I take this? Like anchor out. Almost, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Rich, you look like you're on the edge of your seat. And I know that we, just, I know, I'm, like, I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm we went really you. quick. We got passionate really, really quickly. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Oh, I do have a question for you guys. Okay. Speaking of race and dating. Is gender. it the Twitter question? Oh no, we could get to that after, but I did okay. want to hear there's two more questions that we have that I definitely want to hear their opinions. I want to hear your guys' perspective on do you have any type of reaction when you see an interracial couple on the streets, particularly black people and white people? I think we need to back it up before then and ask okay. if okay. our homies are open to interracial dating and if they have dated interracially. Okay, that's a great, that's a great question. Good job. Jenny. I think we need to back it up before we get there. Yeah, it was shooting straight in. <laughs> Anyone can answer the question. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, mean, I got you. All right. So <laughs> the question is, are you are you open to dating interracially? Yeah. yeah. Um wow. All right. I'm gonna be honest. I I well okay let's 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 clarify interracial. Anyone that's not a black woman. Anyone. Anyone that's not a black woman. Anyone isn't so that includes Spanish, Asian. Yeah. Like, do you only date people I'm, of color? I'm open. I'm open because I've dated plenty of Spanish women. Mm -hmm. Okay. But in some cases, you know, a lot of Spanish people are black. Yeah. Yeah. Afro Spanish girl, last Dominican girl I've dated. She really considered herself black. Yeah. So I think the real question, let's be honest, the real question is just about dating a white woman. Sure, let's go with that. Let's let's just be honest. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't care. I, I think I could date a white woman, just be honest, but I, to be I don't think I can marry one. Hmm, interesting. Why do you it's, say that? I don't know if I can't say this. You can say it. Like <laughs> it's a safe space. I don't know. It's a safe space, but still. I already know. And I don't want to mess it up for the future. I don't know what the hell is going to happen in life. My parents ain't flying for it. Oh, <laughs> it's, to be honest. Okay. it's a parents thing. What if it's it a, wasn't your parents, it's a though? Parents thing. Huh? What if it wasn't? Take your parents out of it. Is This is just rich. I mean, I mean, I mean no, 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 no. Love what, you can't help who you love, you feel me? Like, I, I'm just be honest, you can't help who you love. Um, do I prefer to probably be with a black woman? Yeah, I, I do. But I, I can't, I'm, I'm not gonna be honest. I can't help who I love. Like, I, I love women, To just to be honest. I love women. I love women of all races, all colors, you get me? If I had a preference, I wanna marry a black woman. But I love women of all races and all colors. I don't really discriminate. I'm, I'm just be honest. I, okay. I, I, to pick up the litter of all, I, would, I, I, I love you all. Well, I think I, it's normal to like what you know your community. So I think it's you know if you ask any group of people, their response would be, 
I would like to date my counterpart slash marry my counterpart, you know? Um, Will, what, what about you? For interracial dating, just in general, meaning outside of uh, dating black women, yeah. um, fine with that. I've dated black, I mean, I've dated, you know, people other than black women in the past. And, you know, I'm very much open to that. I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. And plus, like, you know, for context, my background is kind of diverse as well. Like, you know, my mother's half Hispanic and I have kind of a mix of that culture in my background. So I'm not, you know, opposed to it. In terms of dating white women, that's a bit of a more tricky question. Um, not that I'm opposed to it, but I think that it's something that requires more thought to be put into when I'm dating, or if I was to date a white woman. Mainly, you know, how our values align, how socially aware they are, what their parents are like or what their family's like. Because, you know, if I'm seriously dating a white woman or getting to marry them, I have to think about their family because I'm marrying into their family as well. And then if we potentially have kids, what is their life going to be like in that sense, you know, is like are their parents going to accept, you know, their child as, you know, even though yes, it's mixed, but they're a black child. You know, like I like when I have kids, I want to raise my kids as black and, you know, whatever they else they are outside of, you know, white, because I there's a whole conversation about cultural um, you know, whiteness and all that. But um, you know, I want them to be in tune with their culture, in tune with their history and all of that. And I think that's that's something that I really have to take into account. That's good. That's nice to hear. I feel like a lot of I remember, well, you know, I feel like you would know who I'm talking about, but I remember asking someone who a mutual friend, and I was like, Oh, does it bother you that like, you know, white women fetishize you or like do you do you like still sleep with them? And they were just like, Yeah, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> and I was like, Ah, okay. <laughs> but it's nice to hear that like you have to you do have to think about this. And I think a lot of people don't. They just are like, This white girl's hot. I'm gonna, you know, have kids with her. And it's like, and then the kids are on TikTok talking about they hate their white mama because yeah. the white mama called them inward. And it's like, did y'all think about this before you procreated? <laughs> I never thought about that part where you said the white mom called it inward. Like that's hella deep. But you know what's funny? I just want to say, there's one thing too. I, I thought about too. If you did, if I did it a white woman, I can't have that hard conversation with her. Like you like like want some, you know? But you have to. Yeah. No, 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 no. The hard conversation, like, like, say, say, I get into it with with some, with with like, you know, a white person or some shit, and and it, it's not the same having that conversation, like, where I have it with my with my black queen, like, yo, yeah, you already know, like, these, you know what I mean, like, these white. I'm, you I'm, said I'm, my I'm, black I'm, queen. You get no. me, like, you can't really, can't really get should, in depth though. on your. You should though. No, you should. If you're that's, in a the thing, that's the thing about, I guess, the interracial dating. Mm. Yeah. Now I have a, I have another question to make, make get this conversation a little more nuanced. Um, now I know that there's you know we're talking about interracial dating in terms of just the racial categories, black, white, or whatever. But then there's another thing that comes into play with it is like cultural differences. For example, even within the black diaspora, there's different cultures, like That's the African-American culture versus like some, somebody from the Caribbean, Caribbean yeah. or somebody from mainland Africa. They have different you know, cultural backgrounds. Now, what is your thoughts about trying about dating in mixed cultures? For oh, example? I love it. So I feel like about, that's really hard. So you're talking about like, like say like, I'm like, I'm Trini, I'm West Indian, mm -hmm. and like, a girl from, from like Africa, like, 
yeah, yeah. like for example like like I, like for example i have a friend who is in a very very serious committed relationship with a girl he's african-american and he's had he's in a relationship with a girl from senegal now in their in their uh relationship he brought up that there are certain issues with like culture wise especially with her parents given that you know her parents come from a very traditional uh muslim family and they have uh, traditions in terms of how they would like their weddings to go or how they would like their kids, you know, grandchildren to be raised and things like that. And there's situations that he kind of would have to, you know, overcome in that situation. But they're still both black, you know, a black couple, but it's just certain things that they would have to, you know, uh, you know, compromise on based on their difference in culture. Yeah, I mean... For me personally, I love the idea of dating a Black person who has a different background than me. I've always kind of been like, I'm going to find my Nigerian king. You say that um, now. <laughs> shut up. Um, I love the idea and I do understand that it's it's more nuanced, but I I think that it would definitely be worth it and it could enrich myself like in a in another culture I think is really cool I think with that though because there is a conversation with the way African people view African Americans the way Caribbean people view African Americans so that's definitely a hurdle to jump over you can't ignore that but I think at the end of the day if this is a black person living in America they still know what it's like to be like discriminated Mm -hmm. against so there's still like this this evil this this equal ground that we can both I approach. Think so, but I also think it's like you probably would have to have those just as hard conversations with like anyone yeah. that is of a different culture only because like I know there's an African girl and she like told me like her parents said like I'd rather you bring home a white man than an African American man. Like there's a lot of like Dang. ingrained prejudice that we just we don't think I feel like also African Americans like me like just living up in America, like in America, I'm just always like, you're black, like, regardless of like, if you're from like Caribbean or Africa, but then I didn't realize until I started like, you know, having more Caribbean friends or African friends understanding, like, that's a whole nother culture. They were raised a different way. Their parents look at things different than my parents. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, these are, these are pretty big culture difference. Not saying I would never not date a black person. I'm just saying I would have to be aware of those things and make sure that like our values align. Yeah. That would have to be like a constant conversation that we're having to make sure our values align, especially if you're talking about they're a different religion. Like if they're Muslim, that's a whole different playbook to go by. Another thing that I was thinking about as well is like how like economics, economic backgrounds might Mm -hmm. factor into this as well. You know, like let's say you're someone from an underprivileged background and you're dating someone who is from a wealthy background, you know, well, where your values align and like how does, how do they see the world versus how do you see the world based on your, you know, your upbringing. One of the things that I saw on TikTok, what is TikTok or it was Twitter, where it was like, oh, um, somebody sort of put a post that was like, oh, regular black, black people don't like the ghetto black people or something like that, right? And then I was like, mm, that's a kind of, that's kind of real classes and real you know it it just it just rubbed me the wrong way you know so I'm thinking like you know these are other things that you might have to think about when you know dating as well like yeah I think that's a really good point because I know that you know the premise of sufficiently black which started off as so-called Oreos was me Amari and Kia and Rachel and original Oreo talking about how we're black women who grew up in white areas Um, and 
that I think for us, especially us three, put us in an, a different economic background than a lot of other Black people. We grew up in the suburbs. Our parents were more financially stable. And I knew going into dating and dating Black men that my experience of, and I, I hate to say this because we know that not all Black people experience this, but my experience of growing up in a two-parent household, a two-parent middle-class household is very different from a lot of other Black men that I've encountered. We have different communication issues just based off of that and the way that we view things, the way we go about the world. I know me and my ex, that was a huge thing because our backgrounds were just really different. Um, and it would be a point of tension when I'm looking at him like, why are you doing this? Why are you acting this way? And he's looking at me like, why are you doing this? Why are you acting this way? And it's simply because we kind of grew up with different family dynamics. So, yeah. You know, you know what's funny? I mean, mm. I know we got really in depth about, I know I went from like dating interracially to now dating like in different cultures, but that's that's dating, to be honest. That's true. Just, just it, 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 like you guys kind of like separated the point of just like how it's like different black people in different cultures, but it can go even deeper in that. And that's just, that's the whole point of dating. Yeah, I feel like it, there's a study that like you date it's like more successful if you would do, if you do have a similar background so like you probably you know shared values is a number one I feel like in the top three of like a successful relationship because if you if you don't have shared values I feel like it's it's a little hard I'm not saying you can't come from different cultures but like do you guys value like you know certain things like do you both value religion if one person's going to church every Sunday and the other person has never seen church in 10 years I don't know you know if that's gonna work out but I do think it's like it does come down to like a shared background a shared value to make a successful relationship um but back to our other question when you guys see an interracial couple do you have any thoughts or reaction to that not really um you have no thoughts when you see a black woman with a white man do you think damn we lost her no (laughs) okay not not at all because because to be honest, like I said, you sometimes you just really can't choose who you love. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna no, no, that's you a good answer. You can't you can't you can't choose who you love and like you don't know what happened in their situation. So I don't I don't feel no type of way. Now I might feel a type of way if, if I was if this is just somebody I didn't know and, and I just seen them yet. Yeah. If somebody important and and she chose that that dude over me, then I'm gonna feel some type of way. But just in general, nah man, like like I said, you just you don't you can't what if your best friend like brought in a white woman in the in the mix? Would you feel any type of way that about that mm-hmm. or no? Okay. No, I wouldn't mind. Like, no, cool. Yeah, like for me, I don't feel some type of way when I see black women with white men. I the only time I ever do is like when I'm jokingly look looking up a celebrity. I'm like, oh damn, this girl is fine, and I find out she's dating a white girl. I'm like, oh, of course she likes white girls. Oh, I feel that uh, same way. Yeah, Jay Ellis. Yeah. Oh my god, that's my celebrity crush, and he was with a white woman, and I'm just like. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this so much on this podcast where we see like a black man with a white woman and we are side eye to the max, but then we're like, all right, let me calm down. Love is love. And also I'm totally willing to date outside my race too. dating. white men. 
I think it, it, it factors more with you guys than it does. Oh, oh 100%. I think so, but black I think men it's... date outside their race more than black women do. Yeah. So it hurts. I also think it's, I think it's a trauma response. I think it's like, I think black yeah. men just think like, y'all are doing the most, but like, it really is a trauma. So again, like I said, every day in the news, it's like, you're last, you're picked last, like mm. constantly. So when you see it, you're like, fuck <laughs> like i'm gonna be annoyed at it i yeah. do agree that like some black men you just happen to fall in love with people but i think it gets annoying when we hear like black men on tiktok who are like in fourth grade shanique wouldn't like me and now i hate black women and it's like but that's very common like they're like black black women don't like nerds it's like no you just are literally disgusting and th- yeah. that's all that's all to it yo i mean i grew up a chunky boy you feel me like but i don't i don't got no shade you feel me like i I, I glowed up and that's it. Like, but I don't got no, I don't care. If, if a girl that didn't like me back then, she come back around, hey, come back around, baby, I'm here for it. Oh like, no, he said, know, come I, back around. That's, that's, so like, I, I, it's just, I, like, it's just, I feel like just in general, there's just a lot of insecure people in the world. There's just a lot, like, it, like let's, let's get back to the dating apps, right? I feel like everybody on the dating apps is crazy. There's something wrong with everybody. There's something <gasps> wrong. There's something wrong. Look, there's some. If you're on a date now, all one, every, all four of us on here on a date now, there's something wrong with us. I don't you know what's crazy? You know what's and crazy? Pandemic recently, made it worse. <laughs> I recently had this thought when I was like on a dating app. This is a few months ago, and I was like, "Oh, these niggas is crazy." And then a voice in my head said, what's wrong with you, though? Because you on this date nap, too. And I was like, oh, no. I don't think everyone's crazy. I think no, I'm perfect. Just, like, some there's people, nothing wrong with me. Some people just want love. You know, I think that's okay. It's they okay. can no, be crazy I'm, and want love. Have you seen the type of people? But that you don't have clothes? to always be crazy and want love. I feel like there's a little small percentage that, you know, might just want something. And they're on a dating app. Honestly, when I look about myself, I'm going to make this about me. When I look at myself and my dating history, I think that there are definitely things that I can work on with myself, but I'm not the problem. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm the problem. I think society is. I'm a six foot tall plus size black woman. Dating for me is going to be harder. That's just it. And there's not much I can do about that. I'm gorgeous. I'm successful. I'm smart maybe a little bit narcissistic, but who isn't like, you know, I'm, that's why I'm saying, I don't think it's me. I don't, I'm not the problem. It's society. So, but okay. I'm, I'm done making it about do you myself. There's like a specific demographic of men that you have more success with. Uh, 100% middle-aged black men, middle-aged black men foam at the mouth over me, middle-aged black. I walk down the street and middle-aged black men break their goddamn necks. It's very frustrating because I do not want to date a middle-aged black man. I'd rather date a black man who's my age. But yeah, I would say like 40-year-old black men like sprint after me. You know what I always told you, right? I told you, this is my this is my fear. I'm not trying to be no sugar daddy, right? <laughs> I'm not. Sugar daddies are like, to me, like they're the most depressed men on the world. Why? Damn. You don't want to give back? Listen, to the needy because like all right, all right, you probably you probably like <laughs> you probably got the sugar daddies that like all right you know they got money i guess they look decent whatever but then you got a lot of sugar daddies that's just giving up money ain't getting shit and just it's because they're lonely i think 
Right. So like, I'm not, that's me. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be forward. Well, I feel like 40, cause I know me at 40, cause I'm, I'm 30 now. I know me at 40, I'm still, I'll probably really still be in my prime. And I feel like I'm hitting my prime now. And I just feel like I'm getting better with age. That's me. What age of women do you, do you go after? Cause I, I Ooh. was talking to my boyfriend and he was saying that What's like the perspective of a woman wanting to date a man her age that's like established? I ain't gonna hold you. I, younger. You like them younger. younger. I like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I like older women. Oh, okay. I like, I like older women. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like super young girls. Like, I don't think I could really, I can, I can't date a girl under 25. And even if she's 25, I gotta know where your head's at. Like, it depends on where your head is at. I can't date a girl. I, I can I can mess around with a girl under 25, but I can't. You can't I take can't, her seriously. I can't take her serious because you haven't really experienced life yet. I don't know what type of person you're gonna be. You get me? At, at, at like 36, 37, once you get in them 30s, you are who you are. And to be honest, I don't think you're really gonna change. So I, I mean, like for instance, like a lot of older women that I've talked to, I, I've always noticed a lot of older women, especially that are in the gym, they got they got their shit together. It's like they're more goal driven and like it's just they have different mindsets. That's why I kind of like older women. But my preference is more to like older women that's in the gym that works out all the time. You get me? Like it, I, that's the type of older women that I like dealt with and. Do you think they like you because you're like established at, would you say you're established at your age? Like. Do I, do I feel established at my age? Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a good position. I'm not where I want to be, but I feel like, you know, I, I've accomplished a lot for my age, but I don't, I think every, every, uh, as far as I know the women, nah, I'm not going to say because of where my establishment is in my age. I think it's probably the way I carry myself one and you know sometimes they just want a young buck that's all hmm. okay interesting well what about a you? young buck <laughs> for me i don't have a specific preference i mean i have a range in which like an age range like i wouldn't date younger than maybe 24 and uh, i would date older up to 34 wait well how old are you 28 28 okay am i the oldest one on this podcast Yes, I think so. You oh, are, yeah. but um, <laughs> I've I've noticed, I guess, in my dating history that I have geared towards older, uh, but I think that's just more based off proximity as well. Because, uh, for example, when I was in college, like I was a freshman in a whole building full of upperclassmen, so most of the people that I was talking to or more my friends were older, and all the people, all the people in my circle would be older. Um, so that's kind of what I geared towards. Plus, I feel like you know I'm a very mature person mentally. So, like, you know, I think that that kind of attracts older people as well. That's interesting. I do feel like you are old, you are more mature than the average guy your age will. At 28, damn, all right. <laughs> I mean, I will say that because me and you have so many conversations about, like, literally everything. But I feel like a lot of younger men don't don't have a lot of those conversations or like want to have conversations. That's why or, like you know. all of the women that I know like don't want to date younger than them because it's like, it's really hard. 
like y'all know I'm into K-pop. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. And some of these K-pop idols, they're like 21. And my friends are like, oh my God, he's so hot. And I'm like, I could never even look at him. No, 21, yeah. he's a child. Cause I'm thinking about myself at 21. I'm thinking about myself at 22, 23, 24. I was just so different back then. My focus was so different. I was so just kind of immature and rightfully so. And that's why I'm like, I feel like I can only date a guy who's like, like 26 is as young, but even 26 feels like it's pushing it. Even 26 feels like, ooh, that's really young. I don't know. That's how old my boyfriend is. (laughs) You're robbing the cradle, Kia. But you're, you're a year younger though. Kia, yeah, you're 27, I'm, right? I'm 27, yeah. So oh, well, you guys is right there, neck and neck. I can tell you, 22-year-old Rich, nah, that, that, that boy was a kid. I ain't even gonna hold See? You. And he that's why when I'm looking at, like, people, like, people who are dating, like, a man who's a 30-year-old man who's dating a 22-year-old. That's, no, weird. that's, like, that's, that's, that's weird. too much. That is weird to me. But like he's still immature himself. Yeah, probably. that's what, yeah, I will say that any guy that's, like, it's like grooming at that point like you're borderline grooming someone to like Mm -hmm. because their you know brain hasn't developed you want them to like you want to mold them and that's really what it is when it gets that big of an age difference and you're talking about 30s 20s like but 30 to 22 I mean to be honest is is it's 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 an age difference but it's not as bad like there are people out there that's pretty bad there's people out there that's like 40, 38. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 38, 22. Like the Leos of the world. I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, like one of the like, the old, oh, oh my mom knows this podcast. One of the oldest women I've, I've messed with. Uh, she was, I think she was 41 at the time. And I was 25, Yeah, that's like a 15 year difference. No. was she like talking talking or was this just like a sexual thing was she at least paying for your meals i mean 25 41 we were never we were never we were never boyfriend and girlfriend and she had kids she had kids you were ready to be a stepdad (laughs) yeah i wasn't no stepdad then but uh i don't i don't that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) at that time no i wasn't no stepdad no yeah I hope she didn't introduce you to her kids. Oh, okay. yeah. You're cool. You're cool. She introduced you to her kids. I didn't call you. Her, yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 because this was a, this was a lady I worked out with. I mean, look. I Like I said, I mean, honestly, I guess it could have been, you know, I am goofy, but I, like, I guess it could have been the way I carried myself that it related to her. You feel me? We did share... We shared uh, a lot of similarities and we had the same like background as far as like, I think we were both like Trini. So okay. you know, there's a lot of things that factored into the situation. Plus I probably just, I really charmed her. You feel me? If, I, if I'm a charm, I'm a charm. You get me? It ain't like I just got I'm a charm. I had to work for it. You know what I mean? Like I'm a charm, you and your three kids. I feel you. Nah, I ain't charming three kids. <laughs> <laughs> We do have one last question for you guys. I'm not sure you have something else, but I was going to go on Twitter. The Twitter question? Yeah, the Twitter question. Someone someone on Twitter wrote this. He said, someone on Reddit asked men who could they turn to for support and nearly all of them said no one. But my thing is, if all of you are wanting emotional support, 
Why not make that space for each other instead of suffering in silence or putting it on women? Okay, well, well I can speak from two two perspectives. Well, my personal perspective and just like a general perspective. My personal perspective is that like, you know, like for me, I've always been the type of person that has been open with my guy friends. I mean, my girlfriends too, but like when it comes to like a lot of personal things that only guys can relate to, you know, I feel like, you know, a lot of those deep conversations have come from having, you know, chopping up with my guy friends or like really like, you know, having calling up one of them and just like, you know, venting about a situation. Um, but I think that as a general like societal situation when it comes to men, a lot of men are taught not to value emotions or to be that open, you know, like it's it's kind of not that it's it's not only is it looked down upon, especially in the in the black community, a lot of people are, are taught to be tougher, to be, you know, most more stoic, to to, you know, kind of be the leader of the household. And as a leader, you don't want to pretty much share your show your burdens or or show weakness, you know, because that or show vulnerability. So if all of a lot of men are like that, it kind of leaves them emotionally stunted in a way and not being able to show vulnerability. And I don't think that showing vulnerability is way is something that's very uh easy to do. Like even for myself, like like I'm I'm kind of the type of person that like if I'm going through a hard time, like, you know, unless somebody asks me, I, I might be open about it, but for the most part I won't be I won't say anything about it until after it's already I'm already done with it. You know, like I'm always like, okay, let me handle my own problems first. Then afterwards I'll be like, oh yeah, I was going through this thing. Huh. So, Okay. I 100% agree with you on that last part. I mean, listen, I if I'm going through something and, you know, I, I'd probably just, I'm not going to share it with nobody. I mean, like, I, I talk to my friends, but there's only so much you can share with your friends. I Sometimes I feel like you just got to get through it yourself. So, especially, all right, when it comes to, like, relationships relationship problems i don't really share any of my problems with nobody i, I kind of do like or sometimes like okay for instance recently i i i'll share i talk to janae a lot like janae is like one of the people i confide in but before that I, nobody really knows what what's going down with my situation not even my friends because i feel like when you tell too much about your business people uh, they they give opinions and their shit's not together you know what i mean we all we all got we all got some type of issues and 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 then when you share things with people somehow it always comes back to haunt you or something or like it, it, it just finds its way back to you so i for me the best way is just to just take your head on and just get over with it just go with it like like you said and then once i'm clear and past it then i might talk about it because when i talk about it then it's just gonna put me more in my feelings and i don't i don't sometimes i don't really be wanting to be in my feelings i don't be wanting to talk it out so and especially from a guy standpoint like you just can't we just have to have like this mental toughness this this macho exterior it is what it is like you just can't show emotions. Let me just be honest, you just can't. And then showing emotions with a woman, it, it makes it even worse. What? 
Yeah. Because yeah. let's, let's, let's be honest with this, right? A lot of women, like, especially on TikTok, they say, like, oh, man, men need to show emotions and be more emotionally vulnerable. But a lot of, a lot of the reasons why men are more, you know, secluded or very uh, pent up with their emotions is because there, there's been situations where they've tried to express their emotions with a woman and it backfired on them. Or, you know, it, they were kind of like downplayed, you know, or kind of just was turned, they just turned on them in a, in a moment of like, you know, of, you know, heated argument or something. So in that sense, they kind of just learned, all right, well, you know, my emotions really aren't valued the way that you say they are. So I'm just going to keep things to myself in that way. Let me talk this out so I get it. So society, and we we know this, that society makes it really, really hard for men to show emotions, right? And then you feel that you get comfortable with someone, be it a friend or, or a partner, and you share those emotions and then something happens, it backfires on you. And those emotions that you had are basically pushed back in your face. So you feel like you can't display them. That's the the feeling and thought. Yeah, okay. I would say that. I got a question okay. Yeah. How many times, right? And this is this is this how I feel. Mm-hmm. Women like a man more when he's a mystery, and then when you get to know him, you start to lose interest. So, how many times have? You like the guy and then you start to really get to know or he like sh- like just started sharing things with you and then you stop liking him as much. Um, okay. I, okay. I do think that some girls do like a mysterious bad boy. But I think very often when... I get to know a man and then I start not liking him because I get to know him. It's because I'm more emotionally mature than him or because we value different things. It's not just because he unveiled this trauma or something that he's feeling. No, I love talking about that shit. Rich, you know, we talk about this all the time. I probably have prompted you unknowingly to you to talk about your emotions and feelings and what you're going through because I love, love talking about this kind of stuff. It butters my biscuit. I love emotions. I love it. Butters my biscuit, man. Um, Where was I going? Damn. I got distracted by buttering biscuits. Um, I think you were saying that like when a guy it's not that a guy shares too much it's a, it's a, it's about sharing the right thing right like we're yeah. dating everyone and the more you date someone the more you know about them and then sometimes like you know we're allowed to change you know you're allowed to change your mind if like you were feeling this girl for three weeks and then all of a sudden you start to pick up on some red flags or she's you know has some type of like trauma she hasn't worked out you're probably like oh I'm gonna back away it's not because she yeah she opened up it's because she opened up and it's, that's not for you. Yeah. Like for example, a guy that I was dating recently, he was just kind of immature in some spaces. And it was very obvious that for him talking about his emotions and talking about those kind of things was just a no-go. And I'm like, I can't be with someone who is like a wall. Like I, I, I just can't. And to him, it might seem like the more I got to know him because the the mystery was unveiled, it's like, no, I want to know about, I don't, I don't want a mystery. A mystery is not fun. No, I want, I want a puzzle. I'm a puzzle. So I want a puzzle. Um, but yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, that 
girls want a mystery. Some do, some do like the bad boy, but I think a lot of us want someone who has the ability to be open and honest with us. And I think to go back to what we were saying before about kind of feeling like you've shared in the past and those feelings got through back in your face. I mean, that happens with women too. That happens with women all the time that we share and shit gets thrown in our face. I think the key difference is that women are very used to sharing our emotions. So it's easy for us. And if they get thrown back in your face, well, then that's just, you know, a battle wound. Yeah. I also feel like because we're sharing so much with our friends that it's like, yeah, we're going to share the same thing with you guys and our friends. And like, we know at the end of the day, the friend's not going to be like, nah, bitch, I'm not talking to you anymore. Like, we're still going to have that to lean on. But the guys, they don't really have that to lean on. They're just kind of like, shit. Yeah, because I know the the amount of voice memos I leave Kia and Amari a day complaining about stuff or saying, am I bugging on this? Am I being crazy? Am I being extra? You know, just just asking their opinions. And I will say that for women, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword where we share too much and then we have to like reel it back in and be like, shit, I'm in a relationship now. I have to be loyal to my man. I can't talk about like the small annoying thing that he did that will make my friends think that he's a lazy asshole when he's really not. He just did a small annoying thing. It's really a double-edged sword where it's like women tend to overshare men don't share enough it's tough i I think it also depends on how you approach the man about what you're what you're asking them to share Mm -hmm. like um because some people don't like to feel like they're like what they're sharing is a big deal like for example my brother he's a very uh secretive person basically right um and when he's feeling some type of way or a situation happened a lot of times i'm i'm very observant so i'll know about the situation before he actually shares it with me but if I want him to talk about something, the way I go about it is just, I'll just like casually bring it up. You know, I won't talk to him as if it's something that's like a really big deal or something that I'm really worried about, even if it is. For example, uh, he had a medical uh, issue that he was dealing with, right? And I found it out through another family member because he confided in them, but he didn't bring it up to me, right? But I wanted to get information from him so I, so I, I'm a box him. I'm a box yeah. my sister. If she, oh, yeah. ooh. okay. Continue. So, Sorry. so I went, so, you know, um, you know, one of the things that me and my brother always talk about, they're like new shows that come out or like a new video game that comes out. We just like, you know, chop it up every now and then when we see each other. So I was like, oh, yo, like, did you see this, that and third? Like, you really like this or whatever. Right. And, you know, we're just kind of just in a regular conversation, casual conversation. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm like, oh, uh, by the way, like, you know, I heard about, I heard about this. Are you okay? Like what's going on? You know, but I kind of say it in the same kind of cadence and the same kind of tone as the rest of our conversation, right? And then he's like, "All right, yeah, man. Like, I, I, I was dealing with this and this is going on, blah, 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 blah." But I'm like, I'm getting it sorted out. Like, it's all good. And I'm like, "Are you sure? Like, listen, you can come to me. I, I could, I could take you to the clinic. We could get this sorted out." He's like, "No, it's all good. I got it. I got it handled." And I'm like, "All right, all right, bet." Like, you know. And I'm like, "Listen, if you need it, I'm, I'm here." And I leave it at that, you know, so that he. Like he knows that the door is open if he needs to talk, but I don't make a big deal about it because I know he's going to feel some type of way if I do make a big deal about it. You know, like the more of a big deal I make about it, he's going to close up because a lot of people don't like to feel like they're burdens or to feel like they're um, weak or that they need to be worried about, you know? Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I think that was it. <laughs> 
because yeah do you guys have anything that you would like to plug um any important things coming out or just you know where people can follow you on socials you can follow me on instagram uh keep underscore watching underscore rich i am a trainer um I have online programs. I offer personal training. You can follow me on YouTube um, where I will be starting my podcast. I have a sports podcast, but I'm also starting my own fitness podcast, content creating. Yeah, so we're trying to do the whole nine yards. We're trying to be like these two lovely Black women, my Black sisters, my Black queens out here that's inspiring me. But um, I just want to thank you guys for bringing me on this platform. I, I, I greatly appreciate this, you know, taking the time out. I, I purposely took my time out today to make sure I was here with you guys because I felt we the honor of being on this show. And I support what you guys do 100%. I love big ups to you guys and just thank you. Just I greatly appreciate it. It was nice meeting you too, Will. Um, one day we got to go get drinks. We got to we got. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, we're all in Jersey, right? Yeah. 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 I will say, famous. I will say for those of you guys listening to this, if you hear banging every time Rich talks, it's because he's a table banger when he's making a point. So <laughs> I was just like, so oh, you this know. is going to be a rough edit for me. <laughs> <laughs> will, did you want to let the good people know where they can find you, follow you? Okay. They can find me on Instagram at willpower spelled w-i-l-p-o-w-a-a and on uh on twitter at uh king will underscore the first yeah and me and will are always on twitter by the way (laughs) (laughs) listen i'm ranting about uh house of the dragon if any of you guys are into that You're watching House of Dragon right now this is the messiest season this is pure mess but yeah, I want to thank you guys for having me on. As Kia knows, I've been trying to get on the show for forever. You know, I love that you guys created a safe space for Black people to just talk about all kinds of issues and, uh, you know, situations within our community. And, uh, you know, big ups to both of you. I very much you know, love what you're doing. And I want to see uh, what you guys are going to go to in the future. So, Yes, thank you guys for the support. Yeah, really thank you. It. Especially, Will, I know you've listened to like every single episode since day one, so I really appreciate that. Um, and Rich, thank you for all your support as well. And all the advice and training you give to our Janae, we also appreciate that. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Oh, God, that was ugly. Oh, that was, that was no, nice. I was like ugly. that. It was no. ugly. Stop. I liked it. Okay. She had a note for us. <laughs> um, you can talk to us on social media at sufficientlyblk. Email us at sufficientlyblackpodcast at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. And you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. And don't forget to follow us so you don't miss any new episodes. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye.